Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. That was some good stuff, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I feel like God is really up to something. The last month, every meeting I've been in with people, every time I've gathered with people to worship or to pray, there's a huge increase of the presence of God every time we gather together. And I believe that that's something that's on the heart of God, that he is wanting us to gather more. He's wanting us to be together more. And in doing so, we create a culture of God-seekers, people that are seeking God, people that are seeking his kingdom. And I feel like this morning there's some people in this room You're looking for a fresh start. And I want to say to you that life groups would be a great fresh start for a lot of people in this room. If we could connect with each other in community. Jesus was all about community. He was all about gathering. He wanted to gather his disciples together. And even inside of the disciples he had an enter. Like a couple of guys that he was really close to. And... We have the Bible app. We're going to uh, maybe look up some scriptures in there. But I want to start this morning with John 17. So it's not on your Bible app. So if you could just go there with me. In John 17, Jesus prays a prayer. And it's for us. All the people that were going to be saved. All the people that were going to become followers of Jesus after the disciples. He prays a prayer for the disciples. Then he prays a prayer for us in 1720. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray, so, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. 23, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and I've loved them even as you have loved me. Why did Jesus say when two or more people gather in his name, there he is in the midst? He wants people to get together. He wants people to be together in community. Like when a couple of people get together in his name, he's right in the middle of that. He wants in on that when people gather together in his name. And there's something powerful about it when, it, when we do it. But why aren't we doing it more often? It's because the world wants to divide wants there to be division between us, the body of Christ. But the Lord wants to bring unity. And he prayed for us that we would be unified and that we would be one. I wanted to talk to you this morning. I want to go through them real quick. I have about 15 minutes. The one another's. 
There's a lot of mention of one another, being together, one another. And so let's start in John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Notice he didn't suggest that we love one another. He commanded that we love one another. And he said it like this so that all men, all people will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. See, out there, there's a lot of division. But in here, there should be a lot of community. There should be a lot of people unified, so unified that it's almost like we're one together. My right arm and my left arm are together. They work together. If I go to pick something up, if I go to press something, they're working together. But what if my right arm and my left arm were working together, but my right hand and my left hand were not working together? It wouldn't work. It all needs to be together. And that's how the body of Christ should function. In this room, there's a lot of generations represented. We have a college. So there's a lot of college students in here. And there's also a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Keeps going. I don't know if there's anybody 90 in here, but wow. Hopefully we'll get some. But God's really into unity. He's really into love. And he said in John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. So the same way Jesus loved us, he wants us to love each other. You know, I can make a statement, and this is going to be a true statement. I love everybody in this room. I love you. But it's different for me to say all the men that I meet with on Tuesday morning for prayer that I've been meeting with for a year now, we are growing to love each other more because we're together more. People are sharing their, their heart with us and we're sharing our hearts with them. So there's something about gathering together in his name it creates community. It creates love. It creates this desire that I want to be with you and I want to know about you. Let's go to the next one. Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. You see all these sign-up sheets. There's all these different groups. I mean, if you go through them, there's, there's some amazing groups in here. There's one that Joey's going to lead all night prayer and worship. 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. I believe there'll be a lot of old people there for that one, don't you think? <laughs> Older people, I should say, excuse me. No, I think that's a great group for college, don't you? Y'all like to stay up all night anyway. Let's, let's be purposeful. 
But anyway, if you look through this, you're going to see a lot of opportunities. But I don't want you to just sign up for one. I want you to be devoted to one. It says, be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Have you noticed that in the culture we live in, there's honor is kind of thrown out the door? What if we create a culture of honor in this room where we honor the generations? Believe it or not, the younger generation, you need the older generation and vice versa. We, God created us to be a body, to love one another. There's something about gaining wisdom from other people. And when I walk with other people, what does it say in Proverbs? If you walk with the wise, you become So we need to start walking together more unified, not just on Sunday morning, but outside of Sunday morning. I talked to you about bodybuilding about a year ago. Well, just think, every time we gather, we're building the body. The body is building every time we gather together in his name. He's right there in the midst of us. Let's take a quick look at Ephesians 4.11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave the church. Some apostles, some prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. Not this building, the people. Build up the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity, there's that word unity, in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Listen to this. Then we will no longer be immature like children. There's a, there's a desire in the Father that we would grow up, that we would become more unified, that we would become wiser, that we would not be like a child tossed to and fro, but we would also, we would come into this place of, of wisdom and growing in God. And, and you know what? We believe it so much that we, if you look in here, we're going to provide three classes. There's three classes. Josiah's going to teach one. Amazing guy. Aaron's going to teach another one. And James, he's a pastor from uh, Florida that he's been with us for a while. But we're going to offer three between both services around 10 a.m. And I'd love for you to sign up for that so that you can be equipped. So that you can grow more in the word. Some of them, like if you're being baptized, there's a class that James is going to do on the Bible that would be amazing for you. To get a clean, fresh start in the word. I want to go down in 15 and and. Ephesians 4, it says, Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body. If you're in love with Jesus, he's the head, right? I'm in love with my wife, but I don't tell her, Honey, I love your head. 
But I do. I love your head. But there's more to Sandy than just her head. There's a lot going on inside of her. And she has a beautiful body, too. I'll just throw that out there. I like it. She's hot. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah. Don't get me off track now. Come on, that romance, that's right. But really, if we say we love Jesus, we've got to love his body. You know, we can't just love Jesus and not expect to love his body, the church, the people in this room, the people at your workplace, your own families. But just think if we create an environment where it says this, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more, becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more like Christ. You know what? I can handle truth when it's in love. But truth just smacked upside somebody's head, no, you're not going to get that. But in a life group where people love you, you're, you create a culture where you can really speak the truth to each other in love, and it's healthy. But it, you know what it takes? It takes vulnerability. So often we don't want to get into a life group because it's going to cost us something. It's easier to play it safe and just come once a week. But the more what Jesus is wanting, where the two or the more gather in his name, there he is. Jerry talked about forgiveness. There's power in that. When we carry unforgiveness, it slows us down. But when you get into a life group where you love people, you can actually confess things to people. And there's healing in that, and we'll get to that in a minute. Let's go to the next one another. Serve one another. 1 Peter 4.10 God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Now for sake of time, if you just wanted to look at 1 Corinthians 12, you could. And it lists off the gifts. All these gifts are from the Holy Spirit. The gift of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, various kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. You know, if you want to really grow in those things, a life group would be amazing to do that in. Does anybody aspire to lead worship? I'm not going to ask you to come up here and sing or anything, but you know, in a life group setting, that would be a great place for you to get a guitar and begin to lead worship in that setting. In Romans 12, there's another type of of gifts that it mentions. Romans 12, 4, also it says, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Prophecy, serving others, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, 
showing kindness to others. That's the place that we practice these things and we grow in them. You remember I talked to you about stewardship, being faithful in the little things. And then when you're trusted with the little, then you can have more. I can entrust you with more. The Lord wants to give us more and more and more, but it's being faithful in the little things. I'm asking you, I believe the Lord is asking us to commit to being devoted to doing some life with some other people. Getting out of our comfort zone and signing up. There's also a, a one that I'm really stoked about, and that's The Heart of Man. Have you ever seen that movie? We're getting ready to get real up in here with some men. And I'm, at, I'm going to invite you to join that group, young and old. We're going to go from boyhood into manhood. We're going to start talking about putting away childish things. When I was a boy, I thought like a boy. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There's a real need in our culture to raise up mighty men. And my heart is burning for that. And Joey and I are going to lead that group, and we're going to meet once a month. I'd love for you to be a part of that. There's something about serving. If Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom is the one who serves, then there must be something on it. Let's go to the next one another. Encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. Hebrews 3.13 Be encouraged but encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. If I went through my phone, all the different guys, all the different people that text me after life group meetings and they say, courage, I am so encouraged by being in that life group tonight. I'm so encouraged by being at men's prayer. You know what it means to encourage literally means to put courage into. Like you're, you're, when you gather with somebody and you encourage them, you're putting courage in them to keep running the race. And I noticed that it says, so that you won't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You know why you won't? It's harder for people to get into sin if they're living in encouragement with other people. If I'm being encouraged... It's harder for me to go into that old lifestyle because I'm moving forward with other people. And there's power when we encourage one another. And notice that it says day after day. This isn't enough to be encouraged in this room on Sunday morning. It's great. I love when we gather together. But there's something greater when you do it daily, when you encourage one another daily. You ever thought about... Maybe somebody's name, somebody pops into your mind. Why don't you just send them a, a word of encouragement through a text? Why don't you send them a song? I like seeing them people's songs that connect me to God. There's something powerful about building each other up. And I believe we're in a season of doing that. We're in a season of equipping and building the body of Christ up. 
Let's go to the last one. Pray for one another. James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Believe it or not, I've had a few texts also, people that have been Christians for a long time, they've never prayed out loud before. And they say, courage, for the first time I prayed out loud at life group. You know, really, I've told people this. If you can pray by yourself, if you can pray in front of one person, you can pray in front of a million people. Because I'm not talking to y'all when I pray. I'm talking to God. So when we pray for one another, there's power in that. But there's also power when we confess our sins to each other. And let me just, I'm not asking you or telling you, you've got to go tell everybody all your junk. But what I'm saying is in the setting of people that you trust, you can say, hey man, I blew it with my kids. I went off on them. Would you pray for me? It like we get that real. And it's easy to get that real when you trust people. I want to take you to one last verse as we get ready to close. Go to 1 John 1.7 for me. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. You know, it's beautiful to be able to step into the light. There's so much freedom in the light because he's there. He's waiting on us to come into the light because he wants to forgive us. He wants to set us free from guilt, shame, condemnation. He wants to free us and bring us into a new revelation of how much he really loves us. There's something powerful about walking in the light with God and walking in the light with other people. How about this semester? We just say we're going to commit to walking in the light this semester. I'm going to commit my life and I'm going to walk in the light as he is in the light. And out of that light, I'm going to have some true fellowship with one another. Like the real kind, when, when you break bread together and you pray for one another and you love one another and you serve one another and you honor one another and you pray for one another. Could you stand with me, please? There's a real opportunity for you to connect with God this morning in a new way. I'm not going to ask you to do anything, but I would like to know if you're in this room and you know you need to connect with Jesus, like you've lost connection and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, is there anybody in this room that you just need to do that? Would you raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you to leave your seat. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Several people in this room. 
Can we just pray together for those people that just raised your hand? I want you to boldly raise up your hand if you, if you raised your hand. I want you to boldly do that and just say all of us together, Lord Jesus, I'm coming back to you. I'm inviting you to come into my heart. And this day I repent for running away from you, for living in sin. I repent and I ask you to forgive me. This day, I choose to walk in the light as you are in the light. Come, Holy Spirit, and draw me closer back into your presence. Amen. Let's worship God. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboone.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.